The government calls it continuous diagnostics and mitigation, but for most everyone else, it's known as continuous monitoring. And it's becoming an important aspect among agencies and other organizations in securing their IT. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group. And to discuss continuous monitoring, I'm pleased again to be joined by Patrick Howard, Senior Information Security Consultant at Kratos and former Chief Information Security Officer at the Nuclear Regulatory Commission and the Department of Housing and Urban Development. Welcome, Pat. Thanks for taking time to chat. Hello, Eric. Glad to be here. First off, take a few moments to discuss what agencies must do in regards to continuous monitoring. It's all about protecting themselves. Don't believe that's a hard sell for agencies. They do understand that they have to have awareness of what's happening on their networks and across their systems, that they have to have the right products in place, processes implemented, and capabilities available to maintain that kind of awareness. And to do that continuously, in near real time, according to NIST terminology, they have been taking action for quite a long time to be able to see what's happening and give them the information they need to react accordingly. The continuous monitoring is a known and useful approach that most government agencies have bought into, but getting to that level of maturity at a, the agency level, and B, the federal government level, has been pretty elusive over the last five to eight years. How should agencies implement continuous authorization of their information systems? The guidance is starting to accumulate now to help agencies get a picture of where we're aiming, what the, a mature program looks like. I think there is maybe a little too much guidance in a way, and it's been coming on fast and strong over the last year or so. You've got NIST SP 800-137. You've still got 800-53. That's a special publication. You're referring to the National Institute of Standards and Technology Special Reports on continuous monitoring and security controls. Yes, that's correct. And then in addition to those, you have CONOPS from the Continuous Monitoring Working Group and now an OMB memo. And within the next few months, additional guidance from NIST. So there is no shortage of guidance. There's probably too much in agencies. Some that I've talked to are, are a little bit confused and overwhelmed by which one of these takes precedence. How do I aggregate that information to build a program? That's one of the bigger problems right now is that uh, overabundance of guidance. The other thing that I think helps agencies now is the, the DHS Continuous Diagnostics and, and Mitigation Program. In addition to that, the, the dollars, the funding that DHS has available to help agencies get the, the products and services they need. There's a couple of dynamics there, the guidance as well as the DHS program that agencies really need to be thinking about besides just trying to do the checklist items that are in the new OMB memo. Okay, let's discuss a couple of these things. You said there's too much guidance out there at, at times, if, if such a thing does exist, it's too much. What should agencies do to sort of go through all this and what should they focus on and how could they get through all that clutter to make the decisions they need to make? Yeah, well, whatever they do, it has to be based upon a, a knowledge of their own risks, what their agency's risk tolerance is, what their agency mission is, a knowledge of their system. That's pretty basic there. And why is that important? That's what it's all about. Continuous monitoring of what is really the question that has to be answered. If an agency doesn't know what its most sensitive and critical systems are, then it's pretty difficult to know what to monitor. 
at what frequency, at what particular peak period of the year, those kinds of things. They could waste a whole lot of effort and uh, in resources unnecessarily. It has to start from a, a risk-based awareness of your own agency and its, and its operations. We hear about risk-based approaches to IT security all the time. Have you seen in a lot of agencies or organizations that sometimes the people who lead them don't quite get that? They don't know which system is more important than another. So if they have limited resources, where to apply those resources? Yeah, I, I actually think that happens a lot more than we recognize. Agencies really have difficulty with hardware and software asset management. And a lot of times they're simply guessing as to what is within the boundaries of a given system. And without knowing that, you, you really are at a disadvantage to know of the sensitivity and the exposure of the system. That's just one example. The guidance has been out from this for a good long while on you know 800-37, 800-39 but having the resources and the bandwidth to be able to build a program that makes sense is, I won't say it's rare, but it's not as prevalent as we would like. So back to all this guidance. Okay, so you, you do your risk analysis and you start identifying systems. Okay, so what do you do with all this information that's out there? Which one do you turn to? Situations where you may turn to one type of guidance versus another type of guidance. It also has to be balanced out. An agency does have to make a, an intentional decision to document their program, and that's where the memo comes in, and I think that's why OMB and DHS stresses it. You need to have a continuous monitoring program or plan documented and a strategy for moving forward to make sure that you're not wasting time and you're not wasting resources. It won't really tell you what you're risk tolerance level is, but it will be based upon that. And that plan will really document the approach for sifting through that guidance, determining what is uh, applicable to the agency, and then building a, a roadmap to get to a mature program there. None of this is particularly rocket science, but you have to have a, a plan to move forward that, uh, that makes sense, that maximizes the resources you have. And you know, a lot of time the agency just doesn't have the, the expertise to do that. And that's the reason that DHS is offering the continuous monitoring as a service or continuous monitoring services to help agencies build those kinds of plans, really identify what the most applicable guidance is and how to use it most effectively. When you were referring to the OMB, you were referring to the memorandum that was issued in November entitled Enhancing the Security and Federal Information and Information Systems, correct? Yes, that's correct. It's uh, M1403. You're talking about, about this uh, new continuous diagnostic and mitigation service, uh, you know, system that DHS is helping do. Uh, what, what, what are the components of that uh, program that you like and how that can help organizations? It can help organizations in, in several ways. One, it does provide a framework that agencies can turn to and give standardization. What I mean is that DHS is coming up with something like an approved products list, a, a approved slate of vendors that's going to be providing services and products in a given way that meets DHS requirements. Uh, and by doing that, they can obtain discounts on products and services, which is always a good thing. They can start using products that are tested based upon sound research and proven functionality in either industry or in the federal government. We are 
kind of starting to, to focus on specific solutions that the government approves. You get the, the standardization across uh, multiple agencies and across government. So that's one real benefit. Uh, the second benefit is the resources to get to those products and services that the CDM program offers. Agencies have been asked to identify what their continuous monitoring requirements are for products and services, both. DHS is aggregating those and bundling them, and they've already made one award of a task order for purchasing several technologies. We've been told by DHS that there's at least four additional task orders coming in the next quarter, third quarter FY14. DHS is reviewing agency requirements and providing the funding for filling some or most or part of those requirements. That's the second big differentiator for the CDM program, an unfunded mandate. When you get the funds with it, then the agencies are more likely to participate in the program and get the benefit of it, I guess you'd say. So what is about all this? This is continuous monitoring and uh, continuous diagnostics and mitigation. How does this all make IT more secure? It's the next step in the logical progression towards maturing IT security in government. FISMA did a lot when it came out in 2002 and over the next five to 10 years, FISMA required agencies to build agency-wide IT security programs. And that focused on risk management, security management, training, contingency planning, those kinds of things. And I just want to point out to those who may not know, FISMA is the Federal Information Security Management Act, which is the law that governs IT security among federal agencies. Right. Thanks, Eric. That, that's part of our security vernacular. We assume everybody knows what that means. FISMA has been a big driver in the federal government, but it had its weaknesses, and those became obvious over time. One is that it requires authorization of systems only on a three-year basis, and a lot can happen. Anybody that uses a computer knows that things happen daily on an information system. Continuous monitoring aims to correct that to a large degree, where we're trying to increase the frequency of assessment while at the same time trying to reduce the cost of assessing security controls in an information system. In the past, they've been, I think, primarily manually assessed, while at the same time, there was an opportunity to do it in a better, more more efficient way, and that's through automated assessment, vulnerability scanning, through uh, configuration management checking in an automated way, or identifying where your assets are on the network, devices, software programs. What continuous monitoring will provide, at least in the future in a mature program, is a reduction in costs to assess systems and controls while at the same time giving you better visibility of what's going on on your network because you don't have to wait around until someone comes through and and physically assesses it. The cost of implementing FISMA were substantial. Continuous monitoring aims to reduce those quite a lot. And does reducing costs mean that it's just more efficient or does it mean it frees up money to be spent for other kinds of security or a combination of both? 
That's an interesting question because the OMB memo that we spoke of, the 1403, really specifies that those dollars that are saved through continuous monitoring can be recycled for other security needs within the agency as it really protects those dollars from being collected and and sent elsewhere. They'll still be used for other security purposes and, and you derive more benefit from them. Any final thoughts on this subject? Government has has really been trying to protect itself better over the last 10 years. There really hasn't been the impetus to do it. I know that uh, in the annual FISMA evaluations, there's an increasing requirement to do continuous monitoring. But that's been fairly slow going, and agencies have, have really lacked the impetus to heal themselves, so to speak. They've all been trying to solve it themselves, but that's difficult to do government-wide. What the CDM program does is help really focus the effort. The memo provides a, a roadmap with milestones. You know, no one likes to be told what to do, but sometimes that's the most effective way to achieve a goal have the highest levels of government tell you you have to do certain things by a certain time. Finally, I think having uh, those pooled resources under the control of DHS to support bona fide agency needs in the area of continuous monitoring, that's huge. Through all of those things together, we will see an improvement in the next three years of government agencies and government overall being able to see what's around the next corner, to see where the threats are and how to protect themselves against them, and then be able to share that information across agencies so we can all work together to solve common problems and protect against common threats. Thanks, Pat. Thank you, Eric. I enjoyed their time. I've been speaking with Patrick Howard, Senior Information Security Consultant for Kratos. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.